All right. Well, welcome to the first episode of, as Randall said, the fifth generation, um, because we're nerds and we like all things vampire, and we're running Vampire Fifth Edition. So uh, I'm Jason, and here's Randall. Say hi, Randall. Hello. That's Randall with his beautiful radio voice. Um, so this first episode, we're going to be chatting about the Bruja. We're going to go through the clans alphabetically, uh, as they're presented basically in the V5 book. So, who were the Bruja before now? Really brief. Really brief. Um, they were the uh, scholar clan, the philosopher king, so to speak. Um, gatherers of knowledge and um, attempted builders of a uh, better society. Right, right. And they, they, they always, they were, they're always after a cause. They always wanted to to embrace people who were zealous for something. Um, but over the years, by the time you got to, you know, what would be first edition, second edition revised, largely they're viewed as just rabbles and punks. Right. Things yeah. like that. No, I uh, I think that, I think the really the, the key thing is, I think the one thread that like runs throughout Bruja, regardless, is uh, they're idealists. Mm-hmm. Those ideals could be flawed, they could be noble, but they're believers. Right. And they're not going to budge once they've... Yeah, once they sink in on that. Yeah, once they pick a cause, that's what they're doing. Right. Um, so now in V5, which is what we're playing, and, and the whole point of everything that Randall and I are doing um, in our game is to focus on how are things now. So, you know, in each episode we'll give you a little brief thing about a clan like Bruja or whatever, but... We're going to we're going to push on rather quickly into how are Bruja in the modern nights with fifth edition of World of Darkness. So um, now the Bruja still have that um, drive that I'm going to embrace somebody who is zealous and who has a cause and and all that. But their ranks are filled with everything from lawyers that are skimming stuff off the top. And businessmen who are doing that to your typical you know, ma- almost mafioso dock worker who like controls the docks. Yeah, union guy. Yeah, the union yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, they also have that still like rabble rouser, rebel thing mm-hmm. to them. But I think they've they've moved away from the philosopher king bit. Except for the Helens. The Helens are still Right. Well there's the way I kind of like to look at it is um, they have kind of, um, in a lot of ways, it seems like they kind of have, a, have become embodiments of leftist thought. By that, I mean, it's like you have the Helens, which are basically theory, mm-hmm. the theory guys. Right. So those are your professors and your, you know, economics guys, and philosophers and stuff like that, that, um, or just politically active folks right. who are just deep into things. You have like all the concepts of utopia. Mm-hmm. Um, justice, right? Social equality, but then you have the praxis, right? Which is that you know the guys that are actually like um, out there shaking the yeah the uh, yeah direct action, direct action. Yeah, they're the ones throwing the Molotov cocktails. Exactly, and so I think that the philosophy is still there. It's just that, um, well, as so often ha- so often happens in the real world, action gets attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, and so even if, you know, there may be like uh, 
that very wise professor that's hanging out somewhere down there in the, in the quad or at the university that has like all kinds of great ideas about what the clan should be doing or prioritizing like that. Ultimately, he's going to fall on deaf ears a lot of times because it's the guys in the streets that are actually kind of making things happen right. for good or ill. You know, yeah, it's just, we're going to yeah. do something. Right, um, right. Traditionally, Bruja had been Camarilla for 30 plus years. Um, Bruja had been part of the Ivory Tower. When we get to fifth edition, Bruja are not. Bruja are largely out and they're in the Anarchs, which makes more sense to me that they're more, you know, connected to the Anarchs than they are to the... No, it's a natural fit. Yeah. It's a natural fit. Yeah, I... Uh, and, and if you, you know, you don't know the story of how this happens in-game, like between editions, there's this big conclave and a main Bruja, Theo Bell, uh, kills a big Ventru in the conclave and then the Bruja leaves the Camarilla. That's the short of it. Um, so the Bruja are largely considered Anarch now, so... For players, I think what that means is the the Bruja are, depending on how you're running your game, the Bruja are coming in kind of on the back foot if you're playing in a big Camry City like we are, like Chicago. Right. I mean, even the Bruja that we have in our game has kind of been abused a good bit. Oh, yeah. No, she has had a rough way of it. It's, um, well, and there, I mean, I guess that kind of circles around down to the clan deck. I mean, like, right. that bang really does come and get you. It does. They take the minus two penalty on Fury Frenzies when they're when they're having to do that. Um, and if you have a player playing a Bruja, and then you have a player playing, I don't know, a politically-minded Lasombra that keeps picking on them, you're going to have some conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hands are thrown. Yeah, hands are thrown, and yeah. then... You know, apologies are made and people are bloodbound. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, and so you know, now we have the unfortunate event where that our Bruja is bloodbound to the prince of the city, <laughs> right? Yeah, who is uh, a Ventru, and this is her worst nightmare. But every time it happens, she doesn't remember it because that's being a Ventru. Yeah, um, yeah. With dominate, but Bruja, Bruja have social skills. Uh, they do. Kurt, our friend. Uh, says, oh, they have presence for a reason. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's where that I think that it's like, um, um, again, when we get back to that idea of that, like, uh, um, direct action and theory and stuff like that, because it's, you know, that that power is actually the one that university applies to both of those ones. Right. The professor to inspire you, you know, to, like, make you want to believe these greater causes mm-hmm. and these bigger ideals and stuff like that. Or the guy in the streets that wants to whip you into that frenzy to go, like, you know, burn down a, a courthouse or federal yeah. building or something like that, you know, or, or you know, um, beat up a cop. Beat up a cop. You yeah. know, something like that. So it's, um, um, it in some ways, I mean, you, the lots of, I think, get associated more with the, like, celerity and potence because of the rage factor. Right, right. You know, but it's like, the presence is the ability that actually applies to all facets of sure. the Bruja clan. Sure, it can be used in any of the situations they find themselves in. And to be uh, to be fair, I'm surprised the player who's playing the Bruja now played a Toreador before and was heavy oh, in the presence. Yes. And yeah. I mean, now she's largely ignored it other than, than awe. Um, she's yeah. really decided to focus on the potence and, and celerity, not even yeah. celerity, the potence. Um, 
And those two disciplines for Bruja are just fabulous. That's, oh, yeah. that's what I think of when yeah. I think of Bruja. I, you know, Kurt says they have presents for a reason. I just, and it might be because I'm prejudiced. I'm not a huge Bruja fan, but right. That well, I mean, similarity is way I, to go. I, and I and I do appreciate that because it's uh, um, you know like um, speaking ahead a bit here, but it's like I have my thing where I I just think that the Bon Joaquin were like a ridiculous clan, <laughs> right? But their kit is just like chef's kits. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got blood sorcery, celerity, obfuscate. Yeah, know. it's like oh my god, like really? I mean though, that's just so fantastic, you know? So it's um yeah, so they're. There are things like that, you know, so I can understand the prejudice that comes in on that, you know, but it's, um, um, that aside though, it's like, I've always kind of, myself, I've always actually kind of associated them idealistically more with the presence, but really love that potency and celerity thing that they have like going for them. Cause that's just, that's fantastic. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can, you know, with the way the disciplines are now in fifth edition, and I'm sure we'll step out of the clan stuff and do it. A discipline episode at some point but with the way mm. they are now like you know celerity is so much tighter than it used to be um, yeah it actually has you know powers like like animalism has or protean has yes and potence does too because they used to just be like here's a oh, dot you can just do yeah stuff no I, well i really like what they did with the physical disciplines it's um potence and celerity definitely got came down many especially celerity came down many notches in power yeah but they kind of needed to yeah yeah celerity was just ridiculous right i spend um, one or two blood and i can go yeah I, I got like you know six five, turns six turns to just yeah, beat you like, up oh okay is that how is that, is that what we're doing but for the but, but for the stereotypical bruja that i think of yeah that's what oh, they do yeah and it's devastating but it's a more interesting discipline now yeah it is yeah and so is potence yeah it, it's they're much more dramatic, I think, and like they have like um, just neater abilities. Right. Um, Fortitude, I think, kind of like benefited both directions in mm -hmm. that because it, it actually, I think, got a bit of a boost. Right. And it's also more interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, potent celerity, fortitude, you know, kind of used to just be dots, and they just did stuff right. based on the number of dots you had. They didn't have powers. Um, now, with potence and celerity having actual abilities tied to them it gives the bruja a little bit more depth because now they can either do sorry lead or they can do this crushing grip mm -hmm. and with the player's guide you know if you get you know god forbid uh, our bruja player gets strong enough where she can flick you with a finger and if, apply her full oh yeah. and yeah, damage that's like that's yeah. horrible yeah um yeah but it, it gives the bruja a depth that i think they didn't have Yes, yeah, because before, it really, presence was their only interesting discipline. Right. They were combat-wise devastating. No, everybody gave them that, but it was, but presence was the only thing they had to actually kind of delve into something. Right. You know, to be, I'm going to do a, like a neat thing right now, as opposed to just punch a hole through it. Right. Like in a the, very fast way. Right. Now, you know, I can question you with presence, or I can, you know, just poke my finger through your eye. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's kind of what they did. Or climb a sheer wall. Or yeah, you know, climb a sheer wall or Batman leap between buildings. Or without. blink between things. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. just Bruja become more interesting to me in fifth edition <clears throat> as a ST. Mm -hmm. I still struggle with playing them as anything other than like the rabble. 
that uh-huh. I'm used to. Um, that's been challenging. There's one SPC in Chicago that's Bruja that runs an academy. So um, playing him, the once or twice he's shown up in a scene has been um, challenging. But I think overall they did a good job with Bruja. Well, I think so. Switching think so. from system to system and like giving them some depth because they needed some depth. Yes. Yeah. Unless you were playing Dark Ages, like you were playing a rabble that was, you know, just right. Getting beat yeah. up. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. Final thoughts on Bruja? Would you play a Bruja? I would. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I would not. <laughs> absolutely. I, I would play a very political one. Yeah. Yeah. Like the uh, like the political uh, maybe like a dirty politician or. No, an idealistic. An idealistic one. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I just I can't do it. Can't do it. I also don't. I, I can't do Nosferatu either. I don't know why. Really? No, nope, they're just not my favorite. I'd play one of those before I play Bruja. Interesting. Uh, not a Bruja fan. I don't know. Just prejudice. I only yeah. like certain clans that manipulate darkness. Right. Certain right. tribes that have the name Shadow in their name. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. very particular. You, you do have a brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so. Next episode, we'll um, move on to Banu Hakim, and because we've already mentioned them once, and we'll yeah, talk so, about yeah, their disgusting kit that lets them sneak around yeah, quietly. Let's sneak around quietly and quickly while doing blood sorcery. Yeah, doing yeah. quickly, boiling blood. Um, yeah, you know, that's another one that's changed a lot in the edition. Yeah, so, yeah. From like yeah. even being playable to yeah, to to now being part of the Camarillo when they weren't before. So. And everybody will get to see my prejudice then come out on though. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> we all have prejudices when it comes to to imaginary races. Yeah. I feel very strongly about this mythical yeah, creature the, of the night. This <laughs> mythical creature of the night race. I am just not liking them. They need to go away. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to Kingsmaker, as always, for letting us play here. We play here on... Oh, wow, wow. We play here on... Uh, Tuesday, we play here on Saturday and every other Sunday. Um, and uh, Kurt and Jan are awesome. They let us hang out here and, they really and do recordings when they're tired. So um, thank you to Kingsmaker for letting us hang out. Thank you to Renegade for putting this books out so we can continue to be nerds. And that will do us for this episode. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Have a good one. Take care. Everyone.